Hi, my name is Christy Lee. This is the Praise and Worship Podcast. Welcome to episode number nine. We are still in that quarantine season. And you know, songs are helping so many of us. I've been streaming the latest album from Cody Carnes lately, Run to the Father. He has such a way of bringing hope and vision to our perspective in his lyrics. So I was really thrilled for him to share the stories behind some of my favorite songs on the record. Plus, we hear all about The Blessing, a song that he wrote with his wife, Carrie Job, and Elevation Worship. This song has become a staple of worship set lists these days. He and Carrie also have content churches can use for free in their streamed services. And listen up, because Cody shares tips for songwriting collaborations, leading worship over screens, and keeping really little kids happy during quarantine. Take a listen. Today, I'm talking with Cody Carnes. Hey. And Cody, I definitely want to talk about music on the way. But first, I want to know, you know, considering the season, how are you and your family doing? We're doing great. We are healthy, which is most important. We do have a strong case of cabin fever. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> the only thing that we're sick with right now. But we're, you know, we're making it. It's actually helping us to remember and value just being together which i think is a beautiful thing and remembering that we actually don't we actually don't need as many things material things as we think we do we just we're good just to be together and be family so in a weird way we're like thankful for it you know we're thankful for just kind of what it's doing for us and resetting us so we're doing good i think that's a great way of saying it that in a weird way we're thankful for it because some people really are some people are having like a, a kind of guilty sensation to feeling grateful or feeling like they're thriving. Um, of course, right. everybody has these great days and these terrible days because it's right. it's really weird and, and hard. But some people are doing well. Now you've got little kids. Yes, I have little kids. So we're we're tired. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not resting. Like we're not taking naps all day, every day. You know, we're tired. But we have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. They're both boys. So it is a wild time at our house and trying to keep a four-year-old entertained for months at a time when he can't go anywhere is interesting. Definitely. But, what what are you finding that's working for the boys? Oh man, we're having to invent all sorts of games, you know, yeah. Carrie and I are both creative people. So we're having to put our creative energy towards uh, inventing games for our kids. And I actually invented this like snack game for Canyon where I took a dice and then I wrote with Sharpie on sticky notes like each face of the dice, each number. Yeah. And then I put it in front of a different snack and he like rolls the dice and whatever he rolls, he has to like take a bite of that. <laughs> okay, we're, we're inventing all kinds of things around here just to like keep it, keep it exciting. <laughs> if it can involve food and an activity, that's like a double win. So there you go. genius you, way to go on that. Um, <laughs> what about for you personally? What's, what's helping you in these weeks and weeks of being, you know, stuck at home? Man, I think um, we're spending time with God. Like, I love that we're, the church is, we're all having church still. Like, the church hasn't stopped. It just looks different. But I love that we're all having church in our homes together. Like, we're all having these encounters with God in our homes. I, I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I think it's reigniting something in us as the church, as Christians, to remember to, like, have those moments with God at home, you know, and resetting our culture that way to not not be so dependent on the congregational settings for that, but to really have those sweet, like close times with God, you know, a one-on-one with your family. And so we're, we're doing that more than ever, honestly. We have worship going on all the time on our on YouTube and just we're having these moments with God that 
deeper than I think we've ever had in our, in our home. So we're loving that. That's helping us so much. Sweet close times with God could be like the nickname of Cody's latest album. I mean, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> if you had like a motto, I or it would be like it would have to be like smooth jazz. Like, you know? <laughs> I would actually pay money for the smooth jazz version of your record. It's so good. I would too. I would too. Actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> Delegate it. Yeah, put it out for somebody else to do. Um, but you know, Cody, the interesting thing is. I can't remember such a steady stream of songs that people like embraced the way that they mm-hmm. have for the songs on your latest album. You do a song like nothing else and it's so simple and it's so reflective and beautiful and wholehearted and and it works in a huge congregational setting as well. That's mm-hmm. kind of amazing. There's a whole bunch of songs here on the record, mm-hmm. um, but Run to the Father, it's been out for a few weeks now. Title track, our music director wanted me to make sure to pass along to you that uh, that's running up our charts right now. It's moving into the top really 15 sad. this weekend. So exciting. I know. If I had to pick a favorite on your record, though, it would be impossible is there a song right now, though? I'm going to just pitch it to you instead. Is there a song right it's now? It's also impossible for me, though. <laughs> well, then I'll give you more specific. Instead of using the word favorite, uh, okay. is there a song that's stuck in your head recently from the album that you find that you're just thinking about more lately these days? Yes, that's a great way to ask that question. I feel like asking me my favorite is like, who's my favorite child? Like, I, know. I don't know. I can't tell you. Not fair. But, um, <laughs> not fair. Yes. Uh, the, the song that's resonating right now, and I think it's just specific to the times that we're in, is Let the Light In. Yes. And that's a newer, that, that's a newer song. That's I'm so one, glad you said that one. <laughs> it's on my list to ask you about. So, so tell me, because yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right on as far as it mm-hmm. being for right now and potentially the next moving into the next season. So tell me more about that song. Yeah. So one of the songs where you're writing lyrics and you kind of don't even know why you're writing them in that mm-hmm. moment, it, but it feels like God's giving you something. If it, you know that you're writing something that feels special and, but it also is like, I don't even know why I'm writing this. And then when it came out, it, felt like the perfect thing for the time. It felt like it's really just addressing like essentially where we're at in the church. You know, it's the verse says it's time for the sleeper to wake. It's time for the old winds to change. I hear the spirit say it's time, time for the dead man to rise, time for the great light to shine. Really the whole theme of the song is like that we would become more aware of the light of Jesus, you know, let the light in. It's it's really praying for the church to become more aware. It's also praying for the lost, like the world to become aware of the hope of Jesus, the people living in darkness would see the great light. I feel like that's the time that we're in. I feel like we're going to look back and realize that God used this quarantine to really bring about like a great harvest of people, like a great awakening of people coming to realize that they've put their hope in the wrong things and that Jesus is the thing that you can put your hope in. He's like the solid rock, you know? And so I don't know. It's just that song for me just feels so special for the time. It feels like it's just it's kind of creating like a prayer for that to happen. And it's really fun to do live. I, I got to lead it live just a few times before the quarantine happened. Uh, yeah. And it's really, really fun to, to lead live. Now, when you do the song live, I mean, so yeah. do you get to have more people doing that choir part? Do you use that in as a track? Yeah, you know, it's both. We definitely use it in the tracks. I remember the first time I led it live, I was thinking about that, that bridge, that part. 
And I was like, man, I don't know if people, I don't know what they're going to do. Cause it's, it's a little bit different. Like yeah. you don't really know if people are going to grab a hold of it and sing it or not, but it's meant for people to sing. It's meant, it's kind of meant for you as the worship leader to just back off the mic and just let people sing. Like that's the goal. But I thought, one, nobody's ever heard the song because I, I let it for the first time before it was even released. So I'm like, nobody's heard the song. What's going to happen? And it was amazing how quickly people grabbed it and like literally sang it louder than I was. It like created that whole moment. And every time I've let it, it's just done that. And it actually exceeded my expectations, you know. But it is, it is simple. It is repetitive. I think it almost ignites something in people that they didn't know they needed to sing. But when, when you give it to them, it like stirs up this excitement. It connects with this like longing that we have as the church for people to see how good Jesus is. And that's essentially what, it, what that saying is open up the windows, let the light in. Like open up the windows of your heart, like open up the windows. And if you're living in darkness, like just open the windows up and let the light of Jesus in, you know? And, and so it's so fun. <laughs> It sounds so fun. It sounds like Palm Sunday meets like the Lion King, you know, like (laughs) it's in the best of ways. I mean that. I laughed because when we were recording it, I was like, man, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like this bridge needs to almost feel like tribal. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to feel like this tribal chant. And I have no idea why I think that, but I just can't help but think that. And that's essentially why we recorded it that way. We tried to replicate that as best we could. So no, mission accomplished. Right <laughs> yes. Well, and I think too for like when, the first time I heard it, it's it was very Palm Sunday for me, very Easter season. But you know, listening to it the past few weeks, it really is making me feel like you know all of us stuck in our cabin fever situations and how limited we are. It really feels like something that can grow with this song. It f- just feels like it's right mm. for right now. Um, yes. So really yes. good. Another song I did want to check in about is power in the blood you know people yes. are feeling depressed they're they're grieving they need healing and so many things and that song is so encouraging and in just a beautiful way tweaks perspective so that's another song that i wanted to ask you about love that yeah that that song came about i wrote that with christian stanfield at passion um and we were just sitting in that room that day. Just we we thought about wanting to write about the power of the blood of Jesus. And I I remember before we wrote that song, I remember having several moments where I was leading worship, and I wanted to go into a song about the blood of Jesus. And obviously, there's like there's there's quite a few that are like older, like hymns, nothing about the blood, things like that. And but I but I couldn't quite think of a modern one. I was like, man, I really but I really want a modern one. I recognize there was a little bit of a void, at least in my perspective. There was a little bit of a void there. And so I brought that to Christian. I was like, what if we just wrote a song? Like, I'm feeling leading worship. I need this. And so we we kind of centered around that. There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb, that old chorus, you know? And I said, Man, I feel like we should address like the issues that the power of the blood like has power over. The things that we're, we're dealing with, that we actually can put hope in Jesus. He's already conquered the battles that we're fighting. You know, he's already won. and He's invited us into that victory with him. And so that's what we did. We, we, we really went specific on that first verse. And I felt like when I was recording it, I felt like I needed to record it like as if I was having a conversation with a friend, like mm-hmm. at coffee, you know, one-on-one. And asking all these questions, you know, are you buried in depression? Are you longing for some peace? You know, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. You know, this kind of question and answer kind of thing, you know. And I, and even now with the sickness, like I'm declaring the power of the blood over our doorposts. You know, we just celebrated Passover in the middle of this 
pandemic. And that was a big, that was a big thing for me, just remembering that story and what God did. The people that were covered by the blood of the lamb were passed over. And uh, I'm just been declaring that over, over our family and uh, as well, just with that song. So I think that hits home for a lot of people. I know a lot of people have, you know, rip, red ribbons or they've anointed their doorposts. A lot of people yeah. are, are with you on that. So another great song. I mean, we could talk about each and every individual song on this record. The whole <laughs> thing is nice. so, nice. well, it really is. It really is so good. People really have latched onto all of these songs. And, you know, then right after releasing that, you hit another home run with a collaboration with Elevation Worship, your wife as well, with The Blessing. Yeah. It's the ironic benediction, the priestly blessing, another yes. huge song that a lot of worship leaders are using in their streaming worship leading kind of yes. sets right right now. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that one too. Oh, that song is just crazy. Like yes. I, I I just that moment we wrote it was so special like from start to finish. That song just felt like a gift. We wrote it in just a couple hours and it literally felt like heaven just fell in the room and just gave us something that we needed to share, you know? And so lo loved writing that with Elevation guys and my wife. And I remember when we wrote the song, you know, we, we felt it was special, but we obviously didn't know what, what it would go on to do. And Carrie and I were already slated to lead worship at Elevation Church, you know, a couple of days after we wrote it. So we're like, well, let's lead it this weekend. We're already here. Great. <laughs> then we lead it and it, we realized it was special in the room with people. And then we thought, you know what? There feels like this, there's this urgency now to release it as soon as possible. I feel like God was just like, normally you would take a few weeks and months to release a song and that's just a normal thing. But it felt like God was saying, no, you need to release this right now. And this is before the pandemic. This is before any of that. We knew anything was going to happen. And so we did. We all agreed that we felt that. So we turned it around in a few days, put it up on YouTube. And to watch it fall right in the middle of this time where everybody is uncertain about what's happening in the future and you know, to watch the blessing of God, the promises of God straight from scripture, you know, be put to a, a song that can just be implemented into like all these church services and people are, I mean, we're singing it over our kids and our family, just the same as anybody. Like it's blessing our family as, as if we didn't even write it. It's the strangest thing being a part of the song because it feels like we didn't. It feels like we just, I don't know, it just feels like God just dropped something in our laps to steward, you know. And anyway, it's amazing. And I'm so thankful that God did that. I'm so thankful that He brought that song to the world and for my family, you know, like I'm thinking about how much it's helped us to really just focus on the truth, the promises of God. And ultimately, if you wrap all that whole song up, the whole promises of God, it's it's that He's He's for you and He's with you. You know, those are the two things we can get through life. We can get through any scenario, any situation in life, knowing that God is for us and he's with us, you know. And so we're clinging to that song right now and believing it. And it's helping us so much. That is awesome. I loved the scramble of getting the video out, the single out, you know, Elevation delaying their record it's, to get it I know, on it's it. been wild. It's it, been wild. It really, it really was. But now, now it is out, and you've had such great luck or success uh, writing with people. So you talked about Christian Stanfield writing with the guys from Elevation. You know yep. Matt Marr, uh, also Matt yep. Hammett, a lot of different guys. What is a good tip for people who are thinking about writing songs with other friends? What makes it actually work so well? 
<laughs> um, it, you know, it's amazing. Cause so just foundationally, when you come together with somebody and you collaborate on a song, you, you, you not only get your perspective on God and, and what God's doing in your life, you also get theirs. And so you kind of get to come together and you really get to like chew on the scriptures and the truth and the hope of God together and produce something, you know, it's beautiful. I think practically, usually what, what I do when I go in to write something with somebody, I usually have an idea. So I usually kind of spend time on my own just asking God, like, what he wants to say, or, or I'll have like these ideas that pop up randomly throughout my life that I'll just jot down in a voice memo or a note or something to remember of like, oh, I really, I feel this burden to write a song about that. Or I really want to write a song about that. And then kind of taking those things to other people and just very, very vulnerably, it's a very vulnerable process. You have to be cool to share something that's really intimate or like, maybe it's not a good idea. It doesn't sound good, but we all very vulnerably get together and just share and talk about that and kind of bring, and it's such a fun process. It's so fun to be in a room when a song is being written where everyone is feeling like they're feeling God in the room. They're feeling this, the presence of God on something that's really going to help not only themselves, but like other people just go through life and walk through life and the promises of God. And so, I mean, it's so fun. And I would encourage anyone and everyone, if you're a songwriter, collaborate find people that are around you that can write songs and, and get together and just create and see what happens. I love that one of the big moments from the writing process of The Blessing was captured and is up on social media. So that's something that people can experience, you know, kind of that actual moment. So that's that's really cool. Um, yes. Another thing that I want tips on is people, worship leaders that are leading in, in this situation where they're leading through screens. You know, you and Carrie have these uh, church stream kind of free worship sets that, that churches can use, they can download and yes. use in their services. So what are you keeping in mind and how are you approaching leading when you're not really face-to-face? Yes, it's hard. What I kind of think about is uh, how would how would I just how would I worship God at home? How would I worship God in the living room of people or, you know, um just really kind of focusing on bringing it back to just the bare the 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 bare bones, the basics of I've got a guitar right now, you know, in my living room and I'm just worshiping God, you know, and I think that's that's like the best way to think about it. And and that's always a contagious thing. If you're encountering God, the people that you're leading are going to encounter God, you know? And so, but it is such a challenge. It's such, you have to think about the people that are on their couch, you know, that are in their living room, that are having church and, and, and leading worship. And so if that scares you, just close your eyes and worship God. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll all be okay. It'll all be all right. But uh, I think it's a significant time that we're in. In no way do I believe that God, you know, brought on this devastation. That's not his character. But I do believe that he always uses things. And I believe that he's going to bring something about in this season that actually I think will come out of this stronger. We'll come out of this. We'll come out of this, I think, more with the realization that we we need to be together. And we appreciate that again. We don't take that for granted. We don't we don't get so lost in social media and isolation when we could be out having face-to-face relationships with people. We're going to value that again. I think that's significant. Being together as the church is significant. So uh, I pray that we come out this, this season different and changed in a good way. And we don't go back to the old way because we come out with just a new sense of, of relationships with each other is, is so valuable. 
Awesome. Share a little bit about what you do have for churches, a couple of different things that can be downloaded. Yeah. So Carrie and I, we just were asking God what we could do to contribute. And so we thought we wanted to record two worship sets and uh, just kind of live at home acoustic. And so we did that and they're available. We're offering them for free. So you can go on, your church um, can go on and download those worship sets. Each set is three songs, about 25 minutes or so. Uh, and people have been using the whole set or cutting songs and using one song or whatever. You can do whatever you want with it, really. Um, but it has an encouragement, a scripture, and then three songs set of us leading. And yeah, download the file, upload it into your church's stream, use it. You can essentially have us lead worship at your church. And um, we've already seen, you know, thousands of churches download that and use it. And it's been it's been so awesome to see that all over the world. Just us. It's funny. We're at home. We'll, we'll be home on a Sunday morning, yeah. but we're essentially leading in all these churches at the same time. Like, I love that technology is actually making that available in this time. So please go use that resource. It's free. It's for you. It's for the church to do whatever we can to help. Awesome. It's nice to be able to have something to tide us over till we get to see you with Hillsong Worship. It's going to yes. be in the fall. The tour was yes. postponed. Brings you around our parts here in Pennsylvania to Baltimore and to Reading, you know, Amazing. right at the beginning of September. So, you know, details on social media for that and everything else. But I definitely highly recommend streaming on repeat the Run to the Father project and throw the blessing in there too. Hey, Cody, thank you so much for talking with yeah. me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was an amazing, amazing time. Thank you so much for having me. A big thank you to Cody Carnes for joining me today. Keep up with Cody and his wife, Carrie, on social media and keep your ears peeled. These two have been cranking out a lot of great new stuff lately, including Carrie's contribution to the new Bethel Peace Project. Really, really good. Until next time, join me Sunday mornings on WJTL 6 until 10 for a four-hour praise and worship playlist. You can listen locally at FM 90.3 on the free WJTL app, or of course, you can stream us at WJTL.com.